people think? Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Hey! To the Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters, and I'm Deborah, and I'm Mia, and we're welcoming you into our bi-monthly conversations all about the moon. And this episode, we're going to be talking all about the Virgo new moon coming on September sixth, twenty twenty one, at eight fifty one p.m. Yeah, and this is we took a little break in August, so we are back. Hi, everybody. Yes. Hi, we're, we're back. So happy we're happy to be back, and we hope that August treated you well. Um, we know it was a tough month astrologically, energetically, but, you know, I, I hope... I feel like August was, like, two months in one. Yeah, it like really The beginning like of it. August was about, feels like forever ago, and we're yeah. recording this on August 31st, and it's still not over. <laughs> yeah, Deborah and I were like, how do we do this again? Like, what's the thing we yeah. used to record? Because it just feels like it's been so long. It's only been, like, a month. But, yeah, but, but we're, we're happy to be back. Yeah, happy to be back, and um, I feel like a Virgo new moon is such <gasps> a good comeback episode like just Mm -hmm. we'll get into it why i feel like it fits the virgo energy but yeah very excited to be back and chatting yes me too me too um and i love that we're starting with an earth sign personally (laughs) let's get practical let's get back to what we were doing um all tied in so yeah we're starting with the virgo new moon it's going to be happening at 14 degrees of virgo um and so again if you guys forgot here's a breakdown of what we talk about on the podcast we're going to be talking about what new moon energy is what a conjunction is um then we're going to go over virgo energy energy then how the moon feels in virgo um and then we're going to break down the aspects that are going to be happening on this exact lunation um it's really interesting and very virgo (laughs) for this moon And then we're going to be going into um, just listing what house this new moon is going to be hitting you in your personal chart. You just have to check the show notes um, to see exactly what that house means. And then we're going to finish it off with our favorite tarot card readings. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's a little outline. And we're just going to get right into new moon energy and what that means, a little breakdown. So. I feel like, again, like starting back up the podcast, like doing this episode feels very new moon-y, just like um, a fresh start of something. Like it feels like a beginning. It is like the start of this new moon, of a new moon cycle. And Mm. um, like we always say like a really great time to plant those seeds. And while full moon time is usually like categorized as a great reflection time, I always think like new and full moon's great for that because while you're setting your goals you want to see like what you've done so far and like how you want to move forward with that um you know reflect on your passions and stuff now see what projects you want to start because it's a just like a really great time to like harvest all the goodness you need to 
propel your project forward. Like this is the groundwork, the foundation mm-hmm. of wherever, whatever you're starting is going to go. Yeah. And also, you know, because it's a new moon, there's so much alignment with um, the sun and the moon because that's what makes a new moon. And that will bring us to conjunctions. Conjunctions are when the uh, when planets are at the same degree of the same sign. So when the new moon happens, that means the sun and the moon are meeting up at the exact degree of the same sign. So this this is going to bring an alignment towards our sun and our which is our core essence of who we are. Um, and our will and our purpose of what we want to shine into this world and our moon, which is the emotional body that we are in. So it's our feelings, our emotional responses. And so when those are lined up, it really just um, creates this pathway, this channel for us to be able to confidently, because the sun likes to move forward confidently, confidently move forward um, in a place in a way that feels right for us internally as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what also normally makes new moons feel so good um, because we're able to not fight ourselves a lot. You know, full moons, the um, moon is opposite the sun and they're kind of in an argument. Be like, I don't, you know, the sun wants to do this and the moon's like, but I don't feel safe doing that. I want to do this. Yeah. But new moon, it's like, they're all good. They're on the same team. They're both really excited mm-hmm. um, and they're ready to both be working in your favor. So that's new moon conjunctions and conjunctions are not just um, for sun and moon. Any planet can be in conjunction. Um, so you can just keep that in mind as you do your own astrology work. Yeah. So that's just the little breakdown for those two. And then Virgo energy, which I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, when Deborah yeah. and I were just like very briefly prepping, I use the word prep so loosely. I hope everyone knows that we go in with like such little game plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we prep, like I like to do my little outline. It is very earth sign of me. Very um, chaotic <laughs> fire Aries energy of me to just see what happens. See what comes to mind. <laughs> I'm waving my arm yeah. in the air because I feel like it's like your magic. You kind of do like a spell, like you do get it done and you do like hunker down on the energy, but it is just kind of like casual hocus pocus. You know yeah. what I mean? Where they just wave around and you yeah. just get I just done. like, I'm very much that person where I will just like think of it in my head. Like I'm so bad. Like even at school, I just started school. Hey, anyone who's still oh, school, yeah. hey. Um, <laughs> and I'm like so bad at writing notes like very opposite of Virgo energy, which we'll get into. Like, I'm not like that. I have to try really hard to figure out a system that works for me. So especially something like this, where I just want to like speak my mind and like have this conversation with you guys and my sister, I'll like do it where I'm comfortable in my head. But as far as writing it all out, very detail oriented, I'm going to leave that for my earth signs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so Virgo, it speaking of is a mutable earth sign and its ruler is mercury and yeah so we're just gonna get into some like we do high vibe and low vibes Deborah, what's some things mm-hmm. that come to mind fellow Ooh, earth you know sign. what yeah um with virgo there's such a fine line <laughs> where it could go from the high vibes to the lower vibes but let's work on phrasing and when they are working in this higher energy, right? And the mm-hmm. first thing is that Virgo is really, you know, it's an earth sign. It's really practical. 
Um, but it also is really amazing at digesting information, breaking down data. And I kind of think of the meme, the Marie Kondo meme, where it's like, I like mess. I feel like Virgo, they, they're very clean. They love cleaning. Like it's kind of like a compulsive thing for them. Mm -hmm. But so they don't like mess, but they like to fix messes. Um, part of their yeah. thing is fixing things, right? Yeah. So it's kind of where as much as they don't like it, they are so down for that challenge. You know, like that's their forte. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and I love that breaking down of information and data. I think that's my favorite thing that they do is because like it is opposite Pisces and I can't wait to get into Pisces for that full moon coming up in two weeks. Um, but with, um, so Pisces is like this cloud, this fog of just like being right. Mm -hmm. And Virgo is the opposite sign from it. So it's like extracts, um, that information and kind of crystallize it, materialize it because it's an earth sign into information, numbers and details and facts, you know, so that's where like this opposite that opposition really comes into play. Yeah, I when I think of Virgo, I'm just like thinking so detail oriented and just like mm -hmm. things like neat and clean. Like they really love like getting their space organized, like having I feel like everyone loves a good back to school shop. But when I think of Virgo, I think of them just like sitting like standing in the back to school section and just like, wow, these like fresh agendas and like sharpened pencils and all like they get stuff. a high off of it yeah and um yeah and I also think I feel like maybe this could be interpreted as a low vibe but I see this as a very neutral thing personally as an Aries <laughs> is mm. they they have their own way of being competitive in nature with this and like like I said like being an Aries we definitely everything's like a competition or like an argument or something like it's always like something happening between but i think it's similar with virgo just with the different motivation is like wanting to be like the best or right or um most efficient effective like things like that just like very practical reasons to want to be number one where i feel like my mm -hmm. like not like i'll speak for myself i don't know speak for all my areas, <laughs> but, like could be sometimes a little bit more irrational in that i'm i just i don't even really know why i'm just like I'm like, this is a game of skee-ball. Why am I competitive right now? Yeah. <laughs> but with Virgo, it's definitely a coming from a place of like practicality. And I mean, maybe even in the low vibe, like a sense of insecurity, like just really wanting to reach those heights um, mm -hmm. and having that desire to. It's funny you mentioned the com the competitiveness because I put that in too. Um, but in the way, like you were saying, differing from fire, it's in the more earth way where it's not to anybody uh, like anybody else's expectations um mm -hmm. it's really about like their own standards and this is where it can kind of go into the low vibe of being hypercritical like um and overly perfectionist like an overly perfectionist type of person because it's like they struggle to accept e even though it's an earth sign right which tend to be a little bit more fixed virgo is a mutable sign so i can kind of see it as like a writer who writes their draft, rips it apart because they don't think it's good enough, starts over again, reads it, hates it, rips it up. And mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of that frenetic energy where it's just like 
the struggle of always of getting it good enough again because it's not to anybody else's expectations or standards it's their own and a lot of times we know we are our worst enemies in those ways right our harshest critic mm-hmm. and like very like i think that expression is just very much so true for virgos and like i think it could especially be, this moon in virgo <laughs> right yeah and like i said i think like that competitive nature while in some ways as far as like how they are to themselves or even just like the expectations they set on others can be a low vibe in general i think that that's a pretty neutral thing to say about them and like their energy and just like Mm -hmm. kind of how they go through life like their lens on it Mm -hmm. and yeah and i just think virgo energy is so reliable and great in that sense where like i don't know if you have anyone in your life who's a virgo i feel like that's always that person that's gonna like have a plan whether or not you agree with that plan like they're always ready for that for any situation like that preparedness um they just like don't like to be caught off guard in that sense yeah and it's so true like because it is an earth sign it's a little bit cooler of emotions and Mm -hmm. so they can think clearly right they're always able to extract information and details you know kind of like i don't know like an eagle you know they're able like their precision and their eyesight um so and so they also don't let emotions get in the way of that very easily you know right so that's why they are a great person to have or that energy is a great placement to have in times of crisis of being able to you know, stay on steady ground because, again, it's still an earth sign mm-hmm. um, and being able to find practical solutions, you know, because Virgo is very much a fixer. They like to right. refine things, make things better, improve things. Right. And also really likes doing that because two of the biggest things about Virgo energy is how um, work and service oriented they are. You know, there there is always the means is always to for a specific end you know they like tangible concrete factual conclusions you know like they want to see that their work has improved and normally that comes from like how do they measure their work they like to measure it more with numbers than you know with like feelings you know i feel i did that better no they want to see like their time improve they want to see the efficiency there you know those type of information as feedback to um the work that they're doing So they are very service oriented. And then there's also a really interesting aspect with Virgo with health and wellness. And I think it has a lot more to do with the sixth house, which is traditionally associated with Virgo. Um, But yes, Virgo in general, it has an aspect because it's, again, those details and those facts and being able to clearly fix things, it could get tied into... um, health and like more like western science type of things um than like spiritual health or things like that also separately but something that really came to mind is virgos are definitely a sign and like earth sign specifically because i think you mm-hmm. know earth science like earth and nature but virgos are the sign i see most connected with animals all the time too um they definitely mm-hmm. have like while I think in this realm, like, and especially in the society, they very much fall into, like, um, similarly to Capricorn, like, just, like, a very productive and efficient, um, like, member of society. Like, they can fill that role very well. They are also similarly, um, and where I think they um, share more characteristics with Taurus in this sense, are connected to, like, the earth in a way. Like, it really is something they're interested in or passionate about or 
just let, like they can really reset by just sitting outside spending time with an animal like mm-hmm. all that stuff so um yeah i can yeah. see that come up a lot for sure even if it's like in little ways like um my roommate's sister is a virgo and she like growing up just was always talking about animals just like fun facts and stuff which is such like a like a random thing to observe but it's definitely something that comes up quite a bit in again like in different ways everyone has their different outlets for how these things manifest like we're people first of all with like Mm -hmm. um complex charts we always say like look into the full chart um but i definitely feel like animals play a big part in of like Virgo's energy and life and just like lifestyle yeah. and likes and in- like interests. Totally. Especially small animals. And it brings to mind our one of our Virgo aunts who has like I can't even count how many dogs and cats she has. Other like small pets. Like I literally like, don't even know. Like she just yeah. can't let anything go. I remember one time I went to go visit her and I'm <laughs> I have horrible arachnophobia. Like I can't even pick mind up mind you guys, she lives in Costa Rica. So that's like Yeah. It's um, the yeah and, environment <laughs> and it's so horrible like i can't even pick up something that has a picture of a spider or something on it and so i'm going and there's a spider on like the ceiling kind of by the room that i'm staying in and she, i'm like can you kill it and she's like yeah yeah yeah. and she just moved it like not even moved it outside just moved it to a different wall and i was ah. like are you, kidding? are you kidding me tia like kill it um you know, or, there was or no way she was gonna no, kill she it she was never yeah. going to i thought she would at least put it outside but it, like that's just another great example i think <laughs> yeah that's so funny but I, I think we touched on the low vibe i think we've really been um our vibe has been like going into the like just talking about the two things at once you know how could we both yeah like- exactly because they're they're in like seen in life that way because like I, every time we try and separate it i give like the disclaimer that you know both extremes are in root of the same like neutral thing essentially so yeah love that um but just to touch on some of the um traditional lower vibes and I, we've mentioned most of them already but the one could be that crippling perfectionism um and that hypercritical mentality so i i think that those are the two major ones you know it could lead to like if you have a virgo boss or something it could be really into micromanaging you um which could be frustrating <laughs> But again, like it, it gets tied into their strengths of, you know, being, of being really able to get those details that they think, and most people do miss, you know, to their credit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just can be a little bit where it backfires because at the end of the day, you know, they, again, they're mutable. So they're going to keep on seeing these things. It's not like they're ever going to be like, this is great perfect you know like i'm sure even when they turn things in and it's yeah wonderful or whatever like it's still like they're like oh i wish i had more time yeah i could have i could have made it better you know it's always that type of mentality which even just saying it feels exhausting stressful well that's also like um i feel obviously what i'm about to say like are different things but i think give the recipient the same feeling is like virgos definitely have that tendency to be micromanagers but like and fixers and it's just them always trying to, again, like not always, but like in the low vibe, um, really, what's the expression? Like tell, basically just like telling people how to do things like this is the right way, whether or not people want that advice. Like we were saying on the high vibe, how it's like, oh, like if you need someone, they're going to re- really great to help. And they can be really great to help, you know, if you want the help. Like unsolicited <laughs> yeah, advice. Yeah, unsolicited advice for sure, because it's like 
sometimes they just can't help themselves. They're just like, well, this is how I would have done it. And, and like the way I would have done it is definitely the best way and the right way. Um, that is such a perfect thing to bring up. And because like I am thinking of all the Virgos that I know, and that is the biggest thing, you know, it's like, yeah. and again, I understand wanting to fix things. I understand their strengths and stuff, but you know, sometimes it's just, you're just supposed to be there listening and not offering stuff. <laughs> so. Right. Well, that's like, and that's definitely why it's like the two ends of the spectrum because they have that skill set and they, and, you know, if you ask for it, it's great. Um, but also like even with that perfectionist perfectionism, like that anxiety they have, like, I feel like it's compulsive to the point where they're not like necessarily like, again, also just being like a bit removed emotionally sometimes is they, not that they don't realize what they're doing. Cause that's not an excuse, but definitely just be like constantly thinking of the equation of like this plus this equals this outcome. And this is what's going to happen. And when you get caught up in all of that, like mental gymnastics you're not really looking at what's right in Mm -hmm. front of you I feel like yeah and that's that like this person didn't ask for your help yeah and it kind of like gets tied into you know the concept of like how Pisces opposes it because like Pisces can see the forest and sometimes misses the trees and sometimes Virgo is so lost in the tree, they can't see the forest. You know, it kind of misses the big picture. Yeah. And also, like, so so funny you mentioned it. Yeah, like, Pisces, I feel like, are really great listeners because they, they're they not, they're people of very mm-hmm. few words. So it's like, if you're telling them all this, like, they really will just sit there and be like, just, like, nod their head. Not even be like, okay, I'm here. Like, they just like, mm-hmm. nod their head. <laughs> and, um... That is really interesting. Yeah. That opposition. And shout out to that. Oh, yeah. I love that. And it really goes to the point that Mercury is Virgo's ruler. You know, Mercury is exalted in Virgo and it's in its fallen detriment in Pisces. So it really does, you know, what we we're just talking about really touches on that point and how rulership really comes into play. And it also exemplifies how when something is in its fall or detriment doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means a, a different usage of the traditional way that planet likes to work, you know? And also, sorry, just like another way to visualize it that's always really helped me is that like when um, a sign is in its detriment, it just doesn't have access to everything it needs to like, like whatever planet is in to like execute that to the fullest extent. Whereas when a sign's exalted, it had like I just picture like a shelf filled with everything they could need to complete it that way. So it's also in the best way that that planet yeah. wants. So it's not that like it's like I don't like using the words bad or good. Like it's not like those things at all. It's literally just like feeling like you have the skill set or the things you need to do that, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like whatever planet we're talking about. And this is actually one of my. This is something that I feel so strongly about because you know I do practice traditional astrology and some of the traditional literature even like my mentor who is very based on that stuff and it just is so triggering for me when they hear or read like you know oh this is like means something bad or whatever and you know what I've come to learn and it's not even through the human expression like we have to remind ourselves that we're talking about planets so we're talking about mercury I'm not talking about a person with a sun in Virgo um, or a person with the sun in Pisces. It's how right. does Mercury want to work? You know, Mercury is not human. It is, you know, so it's like 
the way that Mercury wants to work may not even be mm-hmm. the best thing for humans. Like right. Mercury rulerships, whether it's Gemini or in Virgo, they tend to human anxiety and nervousness. And so that clearly is not the most aligned with like the human body, you know, mm-hmm. but Mercury functions very well in that. Right. It's so it's totally, you know, we're talking about, I think that that differentiation gets lost in like rulership conversations. Um, and it really, I think is an easy way to pull yourself back, separate from like the negative connotations mm-hmm. um, that can be very triggering for people, especially if you're looking at your natal chart and like, oh my God, like my moon is in fall. This means like I am like so unequipped to emotionally feel stuff or whatever. And it's like, it's not true, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's like, I love, I like read this somewhere once and it really or someone said this to me it like really changed my approach to astrology because definitely when I first started I was very much like could like see like a list of like quote unquote bad traits and good traits and like mm-hmm. whatever and like really fed into that honestly and it stressed me out obviously because I yeah. was like and and also there's always like a thing on social media of like you know, the signs that nobody likes. And it's like, and I, like they're just so, you know, and it's like, you know, funny here. There, whatever, I'm doing a at, major eye roll right now. <laughs> you know, but like at um, what really changed my approach to astrology and like how it really ended up being something that helped me in my life is as humans, we assigned these adjectives to them, but this is not a human thing. Like we are part of this bigger system that's happening. But like Deborah said, like we were talking about planets, we're talking about the universe. Like, things that predate us, things that like we are just trying to interpret using language we're familiar with, but our language doesn't match up with it. The human body and the human experience, it, it translates yeah. all this stuff. So exactly, like, we could only, again, like we are not those things, you know, it's just different. Right. And it's always just like good to remember that because I like we do the high, vo- high vibe, low vibe, which is like our way of trying to think around using like other more i just feel like harsh words but even that like we always like to reiterate like literally ever we don't let an episode go by where we're like this doesn't mean x y and z because we do just want to talk about the energies in general but it is easier to consume this information using language you're familiar with like as an slp student like language is really important so but it's true so always a disclaimer in like these conversations yeah and it even goes down to yeah and it's it goes down to like, again, why Mercury, the planet of communication, um, likes being in Virgo because it needs to find those words versus it's in its own detriment Pisces because it has less words, but it doesn't mean, but like, because Mercury likes words. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it doesn't know how to process things. It just is like basically a way different language from right. that. And when we were communicating as humans, the most effective way to do that is through words. Um, and stories and you know I don't know maybe I'm getting like two space cadet right now and that's like <laughs> like Virgo would be like this the words and the sentences versus mm-hmm. Pisces it's like the whole poem the whole book you know where it's yeah. this more massive thing where you, you you try and describe like a whole book to a person 
I don't know about you, like, and I'm an avid reader, I'll still struggle because I'm like, it had so much in it. How can I find the words that were like, in these like 500 pages? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the difference. And I'm really happy we talked about that because it's something that I'm really, especially like you mentioned, like the social media world, where as more people really get into astrology and I hear things, like I was speaking to somebody the other day and we're trying to get someone's sun sign and I guess something and they're like, oh, she'll be offended. I'm like, why would anyone be offended by any sign? They're all amazing. They all have their strengths. And that's like, yeah, that irritates me. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And also, I'm <laughs> so hilarious. And I don't actually really love to talk about astrology out in my life with my friends and stuff. Because, and I've actually like had this conversation with a, like my friend before, like as to why. And for me, astrology really is like a religious practice to me. It's something that helps me cope with my life. It's something that I turn to as like a spiritual thing. It's a really personal thing for me. Um, And like, I do this podcast because I love, like I love having these conversations with my sister in my head. Like, I, like neither of us are, but like, I feel like for me to continue to do this, I'm always just like, this is just me talking to my sister and it recenters me. But, and so I don't like to talk about it with other people because oftentimes like they want me to guess their sign or tell me about it it's like I, I was like I can't give you a lesson on it I'm not a teacher in astrology I like to talk about it sure like in this capacity um but like when people are like oh guess my sun sign I'm like I, I won't do that for you like I'll just straight up be like <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do that because it's more complicated than that like yeah you can display some traits to me and like I'm sure there are people who are really great at like knowing right off the nose but like my relationship with astrology isn't to look at it that way and mm-hmm. like guess your uh whatever sun sign and be like it's because you I don't know do your homework and you love eating and you do x y and z so you're gonna be a Taurus like I don't mm-hmm. first of all I probably don't even really know you because if you if I knew you and you know me you yeah. wouldn't ask me that question facts facts <laughs> um, but yeah so it's definitely interesting when people want like that quick answer or something and it's just like this is a really Mm -hmm. complex and like nuanced subject and it's personal like for me it's also just like super personal and how I practice it and like feel about it so even in that sense of like making things really black and white it's like it's just not that simple with it with this 100% and I think people like to do it like that or you know again it's just like the consumption through um online stuff that yeah. makes it that much easier to do that but okay i think we've exhausted that <laughs> i know one more oh my god it's so no, opposite yes, everyone wanted to move on and i'm like one more thing no it's so funny because and especially with social media i have a lot of people who once they have like a potential significant other in their life they'll be like oh they're a whatever whatever what do you think of that and i'm like i don't like i can tell you but what's the rest of their mm-hmm. chart like i don't know them like i I like usually know what that person's general chart is because they're like, a, like only my friends will really ask me that, mm-hmm. but it's still like a hard question. They're like, Oh, or especially when it's a sign that like on social media is given a bad rap. And I have to like first take down all their like misconceptions oh my and God. stereotypes yeah. and be like, okay, this yeah. is what this really is. Here you mm-hmm. go. Um, but yeah, even that's just like interesting. And obviously that's like not to discourage those kinds of conversations. I think it's a great way mm-hmm. to, just open get into astrology like that i mean yeah like i in the beginning was very much like what's their sun sign i'm going to talk about that so 
not to discourage those conversations, absolutely have them, but understand like there's more Mm -hmm. to learn after that as well. Wow. I have so much. I really admire how, like what in such a high regard you hold astrology and how (laughs) honestly it shows how respectful you are of your own beliefs um, because you're not willing to just like jump in on like just play like everyone else is playing with it you know like you have your way to do it and I love that you respect like your boundaries with that and you really I think um like you were saying like even when you have to break down a negative stereotype and then you start from there like you don't skip the steps on what is how it's meaningful for you so Mm -hmm. I think that's really beautiful thank you (laughs) so thank you so much I'm blushing (laughs) (laughs) um but next we're going to talk about um, specifically the moon in Virgo. So taking the energy we just really dove into and yeah. how it applies to the moon, which like Deborah said earlier, is like your um, your inner self, your emotions. Um, like I always think about like your peace kind of. <laughs> and like how your, you, what? your peace, like how you get mm. there, like what's going to make you feel. Um, and yeah. It, yeah, it's like your emotional responses. But yeah, so we really went into Virgo. So moon and Virgo is very similar to that. You know, you're just now going to apply it to how um, to. I guess, how again, how you're going to feel about mm-hmm. things versus just like seeing them. So as we know, we've listed the Virgo Virgo is very analytical. The moon does not really like being very analytical. It doesn't like mm-hmm. to be analytical, it likes to feel um mm-hmm. So that's the one thing with uh, a Virgo moon, you know, because we spoke about some of its strengths. And so an example of a strength of the moon in Virgo would be that you're able to really be practical and like find solutions. And in moments of crisis, you know, you can be steady and stay grounded. Um, You don't get like overwhelmed by panic or fear or like the things that distraught us enough to be able to practically move forward through um like a pain or something that's bothering us right yeah that's one of the biggest strengths but on the flip side of that a moon in virgo earth signs run cool you know they run a little bit detached um like even a taurus taurus the least the moon is actually exalted in taurus because it's very much about pleasure you know sensory mm-hmm. things so that's why the moon's like oh you know i like feeling and touching so it's happy yeah. there but the rest of earth it, but it's still not very emotional you know mm-hmm. it's exalted because of the sensory and the need for pleasure but again it's not an overly emotional sign neither is capricorn neither is virgo these earth signs and Virgo being ruled by Mercury, you know, it loves words. It loves, you know, being precise and like getting down to like finding a singular succinct word to describe something. And as yeah. we all know, feelings don't you work can't like that. Do that. Which is like <laughs> what we were saying before, um, in comparison with Pisces, like it's mm-hmm. not about that one word to sum it like to quickly get it all there and summarize what you're feeling like feelings are so much more complex than that um and working through tough situations is more complex than that um but yeah definitely with Virgo being very like analytical and fixer like they definitely um like don't just sit there when they're going through something they're they're like actively probably anxiously trying to figure out how to get from point a to point b and just move on because I don't have time to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. I like don't understand it. I, it's confusing. I, like whatever um, hardships come with 
hardships <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or like dealing with hardships is makes them uncomfortable um, it and that's frustrated yeah so and as far as like coping goes with like i feel like daily life um and how the moon likes to kind of uh not recenter itself but like make you feel kind of calm again for virgos it's definitely like we were saying before it like the cleaning and organizing um mm-hmm. but, like just like in a the really mundane way like they probably a person who like makes their bed every day um likes to keep their room clean and neat you know their house if they're a parent mm-hmm. they probably like are on top of everyone else to keep their space clean <laughs> and like things like that um and obviously everyone has their things with like being neat and stuff but it's definitely um a way for them to cope emotionally as well it's not just like a visual yeah. thing for them it's a it's a deeply emotional thing as that's as why much like virgo be. kind of gets the stereotype of being a little ocd because it is so much about routines and rituals like always doing things consistently that's a very virgo thing mm-hmm. um but a lot of times it can come off as compulsions you know right um yeah so that's really interesting but yeah that is a way that just soothes their nervous system because again it's ruled by mercury which naturally is always just associated with the nervous system and mm-hmm. therefore nervousness or anxiety and the other thing i just want to say with moon and virgo since we're going to be having the moon and virgo is the tendency to oversimplify things i think can be a detriment sometimes because mm. you know in trying to just find that succinct answer other things can be um swept under the rug ignored or just um not validated right. so that's something to look out for yeah so that's the moon in virgo yeah no that's the moon in virgo guys. all right so now we're going to be going into the aspects for this new moon and it's really interesting i was saying to me earlier it's such a virgo new moon <laughs> because there's so many exact aspects that are happening on this exact day you know and virgo likes to be precise it likes to be exact and it's getting that so we have one two three four exact aspects which is such a rarity i feel like in a day even <laughs> let alone on a new moon day So first thing that we want to just point out is that there's going to be a Virgo stellium because we have the sun, we have the moon, and we have Mars in Virgo. So that is just going to be a way to accentuate Virgo energy in that day, which is everything that we were talking about. So just keep that in mind um, as we go through the rest of everything. And so the first one is going to be the sun and the moon making an exact trine to Uranus. So a trine is a benefic aspect that offers balance and harmony and easy flow. It kind of just reminds me of when like going through like water going through like uh, like the hose, right? When a trine is just like it's unobstructed, it's just flowing. And then sometimes like other like a square would be like when there's something holding on to the the hose so the water can't get through, right? So the, the trine mm-hmm. is opposite, that easy flowing sprinkler. I don't know what the heck do people call them. I live in the city. We don't have them. <laughs> I know, but what is the word? <laughs> Sprinklers? No, like a water hose. It's just a hose. Um, and so when the, so the sun and the moon obviously are together because it's a new moon. And they're in this trine with Uranus. So the sun and the moon, our essence, our core, our purpose, what we want to accomplish, what we want to 
how we want our light to shine and what we want internally is going to be working in harmony with the planet of change, liberation, and individuality. So this is really going to make us feel, I think, ex really excited because Uranus can be um, also controls our nervous system like Mercury. So then we have Virgo, which is responding to Mercury. So there's going to be some excitement in our bodies about embracing change or making changes. And I think, and also just embracing our individuality, you know, like we're going to feel empowered by our differences versus, you know, held back by them. Yeah. And I just feel like this is really great for um, new moon. It's like giving us this confidence mm -hmm. in ourselves and in, um, and confidence in change. Like if it's usually something you're not comfortable with, like being able to start whatever seeds you're planting for this new moon are just you're like that confident like and just like in the laws of manifestation like believing it is already yours and like mm -hmm. being so confident like manifesting isn't about asking for something it's about knowing that you already have it and, oh, and yeah. it just, so i just feel like <laughs> this um excitement and like there was like embracing change that energy is just so well suited for speaking to the universe because you have to kind of be really rooted in what you're saying and like believe it intrinsically in your soul and your body and i think mm -hmm. that this energy will help you feel more like that because of that because of your honest and being um working so well with the energies that uh are us like the sun and the moon really make us make up our our like body and soul and so working with the energy of uranus yeah. is beautiful exactly and also, Uranus has been in a in that square to Saturn this whole year. It's the biggest aspect of the year. Um, we are approaching its third exact square with Saturn. So change has been a really big theme for people this past year. So I think it's going to feel really welcoming where we feel more aligned with it versus feeling the resistance with it, which we know we have gone in and out of throughout this whole year. And then the second exact <laughs> um, aspect is going to be Venus trying Jupiter. Venus is our worth, our self-worth, our values, um, what we're attracted to, our desires, and, you know, how we like to socialize and relate to people, again, in this trine to Jupiter. So, and Jupiter just makes things bigger. So this is really going to make us want to socialize um, and be really good at it. It's, I feel like it's going to be you know, gives you this very charismatic energy and infectious energy where you're truly a joy to be around. Um, and it also works with the sun and moon trine Uranus because the Venus trine Jupiter is going to our expand our self-worth. You know, we're going to feel a lot. We're going to feel good about ourselves. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> I'm excited, guys, hearing all these aspects, talking through them. Yes. And then we're going to have Mars trying Pluto. Um, so now we have, you know, the sun, uh, the moon, the Venus and Jupiter, all like benefic planets. These are the classic, more malefic planets. But you have to keep in mind, they're still a trine. Trines um, bring us a lot more easy flow and harmony. So... This is another way where I think this um, aspect is going to be working in our favor. And with Mars, it's really about our assertion. 
um, and Pluto is our power. So I think that there's going to be an opportunity for us to more easily assert our power. You know, sometimes that could be difficult. And if we have to or find ourselves in those like power struggles on this new moon, it's going to be a lot more natural for us to be able to stick up for ourselves, to take the action that we want to take versus what we're being forced to take. So I think that that's also really going to be working um, lovely with other aspects. And also keep in mind that Mars is in Virgo, just like the sun and the moon. So this action is going to be very practical and grounded. You know, it's not like Mars in a fire sign where it can just be irrational and just like do it for the sake of doing it. Mars and Virgo is still very grounded and practical. Um, so it's not also it's another way where like it's I think makes it like a more beneficial aspect than something that's some for us to be like, oh, God, what's going to happen with this one? All right. And then lastly, we have Venus square Pluto. So I I, you have to keep in mind. Pluto. <laughs> I know it's so a square, funny. but I'm still like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And you have to keep in mind that we had that Venus trying Jupiter also happening. So Venus is empowered. Um, Venus is also in her rulership of Libra. So she, like Mia says, she has access to all her mm -hmm. strength and all her tools. So she's going to be a formidable competitor to, in a way, to Pluto in this aspect, right? Like she's not just like a wallflower. Yeah. Venus, again, can, is our, our relationships, how we relate to people, our self-worth and our values. And when it comes into the square, which is like a like a head-to-head, -head, you know, things can kind of just like collide and it's like you hit that wall. How do you move forward? With Pluto, which is a lot about, in the like mundane sense, like power dynamics. So you just want to look out for anyone who's trying to assert their power over you um, or trying to manipulate you into doing things. And I think that this is actually a lot. Uh, it's going to be more in the background of the Venus trying Jupiter because Jupiter is really going to strengthen Venus and being able to keep us aligned with our values mm -hmm. um, and keep us self-aware of our self-worth. So that's just something to keep in mind. Exciting stuff. And then there's two less exact aspects, but they're still really close. They're like three degrees apart, which is like normal for most um, aspects on a new moon. Those are all just like on the nose. So if you <laughs> that's have, so that was like four. Yeah. So if you have anything at 24 or 14 degrees of earth signs, those are definitely going to be activated because that's where all those aspects are happening at 24 degrees and at 14 degrees. Uh, so again, last two, super brief, Mercury trines Saturn. Again, Mercury's in, Mercury is in Libra. Um, Saturn is in Aquarius. So again, another trine. So easy flow and harmony. And they're just going, like, the thing I wrote down for this is organize, organize, organize. Being able to break down that information you have in front of you to plan and structure things. And it's going to actually feel kind of fun, this... <laughs> I feel like this aspect makes those type of things easy for us. So really take advantage of that. And then lastly, we have Mars opposite Neptune. So Mars again in Virgo, opposite Neptune in Pisces. That opposition that we spoke about while we were talking about Virgo energy is going gonna to be playing out between these two planets. And so Mars is all about our drive um, and how we assert things. And Neptune's our dreams. It gets a little bit more stuck with like heads in the cloud type of vibes so the only thing that i can really see with this is maybe having maybe feeling a little fatigued 
um, or just wanting to have a chill day, like watch movies or listen to music, I think is a great way to handle this aspect Uh, because otherwise it could just make us feel a little confused on the details of things um, and how to move forward in that way. So it just may be a great day to chill. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're just going to list the house that this new moon is going to be hitting you. Um, You can go by your sun or your rising sign. Then you just check the show notes to see what this house correlates to. And just in case um, we didn't share before, houses are basically aspects of our lives. So each house, uh, well, the zodiac wheel is divided by 12 houses. And each house has a, rules a certain sector of our life. All right. So if you're an Aries sun or rising, it will be in your sixth house. Taurus sun or rising in your fifth. Gemini sun or rising in your fourth. Cancer, sun or rising in your third. If you're a Leo, rising or sun, um, it'll be in your second house. Virgo, sun or rising in your first. Libra, sun or rising in your twelfth. Scorpio, sun or rising in your eleventh. Sagittarius, sun or rising in your tenth. Um, if you're Capricorn, sun or rising in your ninth house. If you're an Aquarius, sun or rising in your eighth house. And lastly, if you're a uh, Pisces sun rising in your seventh house and if you have any questions more, like more in depth about your chart you can always reach out to us at the who sign is anyway Instagram or um, Deborah Pareto astrology Instagram and we'll have like all that in the description yeah. how you can contact us so Beautiful. next we're going to get into the tarot reading which is exciting I've missed yeah. it <laughs> and to yeah, keep up with the tradition too. I will go first. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, okay, so uh, the cards that I pulled are actually pretty interesting for this Virgo new moon, and I'm really excited to see how they manifest and play out. But the first card I pulled out of the three is the Three of Cups, and I really love this card. Everything about it. The energy, just also visually. <laughs> um, but it's this sense like community and friendship like really close-knit friendship the kind that like heals you and drives you and like propels you um and I say all that because it's not like acquaintances or just like a bigger group it really is like those few people that are gonna motivate you and I and I again I'm using those words specifically because with the new moon I think that these close relationships are what's going to be helping us work through the more difficult parts of Virgo energy, um, but also really like hit the gas on all of our ideas and projects and to have that confidence. Like I think along with all the aspects, it's like just really speaking to how um, we're going to have a lot going for us as far as like opportunities go um, and just like a little bit of the perfect storm and your personal relationships ideally help you in that as well like all aspects of your life are really working towards this goal and that's how I feel the three of cups coming through because of course it's just such like a beautiful card as far as like friendship goes and I feel like on more personal readings it could be really read into like that Um, but as far as the collective goes I just think it's speaking to how our personal relationships will be working for us during um, this new moon as well and just like keep out for that and also know that um 
don't like abandon your friends in this time like if you're doing a lot of work like starting these projects like again virgo that hard work um and really getting into it don't get too lost in it because like i said your personal relationships will be playing a part in how this moon will play out uh, yeah and just like and have fun with your friends like I, it's not in like a a homework order i just think um the card came out to remind us that those personal relationships are still important during this more like rational logical and nitpicky perfectionist mood <laughs> and then the next card i pulled is the devil which is also why i think that three of cups is going to be important um and the devil is really i always read it as like the devil whatever that symbol is to you isn't the one keeping you down there he's kind of saying like you can go at any time you need to make that choice or you can stay down here with me like but that's if you don't like reflect and deal with your problems kind of thing um and so i just always think it's it's always hard to see because it's definitely like really hard lessons and really deeply rooted traumas usually um and that's hard to work through and like deal with all of that pain but it's really empowering in that i think that this card honestly brings a lot of um autonomy and like reminding you that there is nothing keeping you down but yourself like even in the like picture the which i think is interesting and i wonder how this card is visually on other decks but the chains that are on the two people like like they can take the chains off like it's too big for them like you can mm -hmm. just put it over your head kind of thing if you wanted to and i think that's a really great symbol of what this card is telling you which is like you have choice and you have power to see yourself out of the situation or these feelings it's not like in a singular event always so yeah and i yeah. i hope that that reading of it uh makes you feel less scared of the card yeah that gives me the uh venus square pluto mm. vibes you know yeah definitely and even like what do you truly value yeah. Um, and then the next card I pulled, which felt also very appropriate, is the Knight of Cups. And while Cups in general is a little bit, not strange, but like wouldn't expect necessarily from a Virgo new moon, um, I think that the Knight of Cups really works for this because it's trying to integrate the more like feminine and creative side of yourself in a practical way. Um, like in the book, what the fuck is tarot by Bakara Winsner? She's saying how, um, like, this person can kind of be seen as a sellout, but like, not really. Like, they'll still probably sell their art, but like, like they're gonna make a profit off it. You know, they're gonna be a part of society, mm -hmm. um, but still try and integrate those parts of them that maybe aren't profitable, aren't productive, aren't like, like, work in the society necessarily. Um, and again, it's not those distinct examples, but just for a visual. It really, this card is about um, transitioning into a, transitioning yourself where all parts of you can work um, together in harmony kind of thing. And it's a tricky, in a practical, in a practical way. way. And it's a tricky balance, of course, but I think that that's, in, like, I think that that's the message of this new moon, like, especially with the devil and the knight of cups, it's really working through things, but you know it's one you know it's for the better and two you know you can do it like it's really mm -hmm. about your personal power 
And so I think it's beautiful that the Three of Cups came up with the Devil and the Knight of Cups because those are very lonely cards, I feel like. And especially working through all those things. But you have the people around you and that support. So I really see this moon being um, a lot, just like a lot coming at you and you're going to feel very, which is interesting. I think Virgo is usually emotionally pretty stable and like in one spot, but I think it's going to be more complicated than that for everyone as far as the collective goes. Yeah. I think we're being asked to push through in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we do have so many celestial tools you know luckily there are so many trines in the sky and again trines are there to offer us assistance and to make things easier so it's the time to do yeah. it you know <laughs> and now deborah will read her cards which i'm very excited about so i um so this for the virgo new moon for the collective i pulled the five of wands the seven of swords and the temperance major arcana card so it's interesting the five and the sevens came up because similar to like Mia's reading, they can indicate some form of conflict or contraction we're going through. And just, I guess, reiterating, you know, that we are being called to push through these issues um, or these blockages. And the five of wands really is about, you know, it actually five of wands i actually always interpret it as like pushing through you know it's the midpoint from the um, ace to the 10 card and a lot of times in that middle part there's some form of conflict and if we want to get to our goal if we really it's it's a time to um that the universe stops us and it's like do you really want this and we have to ask for it we have to fight for it we have to prove that we want it in some shape way or form you know put to push through um and with this being the five of wands it's really about you know our creative ambitions um and the stuff that we're passionate about so i think the five of wands even though sometimes it can just be disheartening because we want things to be easy we don't want to have to prove ourselves in any way let alone to ourselves like it's not the most comfortable thing. It's like, damn, I just wish I could just get there. I just wish I could just have this like million dollar business, you know, like it's like, oh, you have, it just is the time that we're reminded we have to work for it. Um, but with, again, cause this is wands, this has to do with our passions. And a lot of times when I see the five wands, it's people are pushing through, they're actively already pushing through. And it's just kind of having to acknowledge, yes, it's hard right now. And that you have to keep on pushing through. Um, and the seven of swords for me always I read as kind of like a comparison game is happening for you. Where you're looking at other people and you're like, oh, they're doing it better than me. I could be doing that. or, And really what it comes back to is this um, competitiveness that we have within ourselves. And no one's actively really, you know, pinning us against one another. It's in our head you know these are the swords cards these are our thoughts so when we are at the seven of swords we're at a point where we have to remember that um we are our own um competition that we can only be fighting and pushing ourselves um even further with our own standards and our own expectations and our own environment our own scenarios with our own tools and resources like we are we can't be looking behind us. We can't be looking to the left or to the right. 
And I think with Virgo energy out there, I think it's a perfect time to remind ourselves because again, Virgo has this perfectionism tendency. Um, and with the perfectionism, you know, you're constantly looking for other ways to improve and have that overall feeling that is just not good enough. And with the seven of swords, our thoughts, um, we may come up against, you know, we may come against that idea of that we are not good enough, that we are not doing good enough. And this is a time to remind ourselves that, that that's not true, you know, and that we, again, we could only compare ourselves to ourselves um, and our own scenarios because everybody has different resources. Everyone has different timing and all that. And then lastly, we have the temperance card. And I'm so happy to see this as like the outcome card because this is an integration of, you know, of earthly things like facts and reality um, in our higher consciousness is our feelings. You know, the temperance card is about integration. It has that angel who has one foot on the ground, one foot in the water as like a channel, right? It's kind of, it's also normally associated with like a rainbow. So it's like this bridge connecting, you know, the universe with our human experiences. So it's not saying it's, not saying ignore one thing and keep your head in the clouds and be unrealistic. It's saying work with the truth and you you are going to be able to transcend that. Um, it creates, it's interesting because Virgo, again, we spoke how cool it could be in the way of emotions. Um, but temperance is about a flow of emotions and our feelings. So it's really transcending in the highest way possible, the Virgo energy, because it's, Again, it takes these facts, takes these data and information and reality and still is able to say your dreams are possible and the idealistic world that you want is possible, you know, and I will show you the practical ways to do that, to get both basically to live in the both. So that makes me really happy to see. And again, it's like the highest function of Virgo. So, yeah. Wow, that was so great. It's the cards. Yeah, I love, I missed doing our little three-spread tarot for the moon. It really does paint, like, yeah. a good picture and brings into, like, some anecdotal way how we're going to see it in, like, life. Because, like we said, it's hard to um, talk about all the energy some, sometimes because it's, like, a little bit abstract, it's a little bit, like, above the head. Um, but being able to bring it to like real life, like how it's going to present is always really grounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you guys so much, um, for like just allowing us to keep this space open for allowing us to take a little bit of a break. Um, and honestly, it was so funny that we planned it because then like felt like so much shit hit the fan and then we we're like, good, we wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. Yeah. So, um, so we're so excited to be back. This is our welcome back welcome Virgo back. New Moon episode for the Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast. And we'll be back in two weeks for that Pisces full moon. Um, don't forget to check the show notes for where you can reach us for any of your astrological questions. And of course, to help you build your own horoscope. So thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.